Eric Kaplan. Welcome to another episode here for the MMA Monday on the Funkin' Pod. It's not Monday, but you know what that means. Um, a bit later this week than planned, to be honest. And sorry for that. COVID got me quite well, to be honest. Um, it's been only five days, so I'm feeling much better today already. But uh, on Monday, when I was supposed to record the MMA Monday, uh, I felt terrible. I was only sleeping all day long. Uh, I couldn't keep my eyes open for much. I was uh, lots of sneezing, then lots of coughing for a few days. <coughs> Still coughing a little bit. Sorry about this. That's why I have this drink here. Not sponsored, unfortunately. Uh, for the audio listeners, I'm taking a sip of a Coke Zero right now, just because I got really sick of drinking so much water all the time. Doesn't taste great, though. Um, any drink sponsors out there, shout out. So let's dive right into the OG MMA Monday, though. Better late than never. And lots of things happened this past weekend and are going to happen this next weekend. So let's just talk about it, right? So we start with one championship that happened this past Friday and going to happen next Friday, not this coming, coming Friday again. So we will talk about this then next week, the next MMA Monday in more detail. But let's look at what happened. So we saw um, Shuya Kamikupo uh, actually submitting Troy Worthen, which first bout of the weekend made sure that my picks are out the window. Thank you very much, uh, Troy Worthen. And we had Tiffany Teo, time bomb Tiffany Teo, um, taking out Meng Bo, just as I, as I predicted in the last MMA Monday video. You're welcome. Submission, second round, not surprised. Congratulations, Tiffany Teo. Um, she had her shot once. I think she's going to get another shot uh, sometime soon. Then we came to the main card and we had a uh, light heavyweight kickboxing bout be between Beybulat Isaev from Russia and Janis Stoforidis, the Greek Hulk. He looks like the Hulk. <coughs> Testing. Um, first round, 30 seconds in. Both throw a left hook, land at the same time. Stoforidis gets set, sit down. Isaev gets knocked out. Like, instant knockout win for the Greek Hulk. And first knockout loss for Team Russia of the day. We then saw Senzo Ikeda, the old veteran from Japan, taking on the new kid on the block, Eli Pitua, Sirega from Indonesia. And man, commentary talked up Sirega like so much. Insane, crazy. Um, luckily, because like when, when you talk up one guy so much and really talk down the other guy that much, I kind of root for the other guy then. And luckily, Ikeda came through second round. He, uh, he found his groove in the third round. A nice double shot to the liver. Took out uh, Ilipitua Siriga. So Senso Ikeda got it done. Also got 50K bonus at the end. 50,000 US dollar bonus for a fight of the night performance or performance of the night. And he celebrated Dragon Ball C style. Congratulations, Senso Ikeda, veteran win. Well done. Um, then we had the weirdest fight of the night. Supergirl, the super Muay Thai star here from Thailand. The next superstar, I should say, from Thailand. Uh, she's just 18 or so by now. Versus Ekaterina Vandarieva, um, nicknamed Barbie. Um, and Supergirl... She, she just, her and her sister, Wonder Girl, they just changed gyms here in Thailand. Now they're at like a influencer, like fancy-ass gym. 
taking pictures all the time, posting sexy pics to IG all the time. Apparently not training that hard anymore because Vandrayeva was kicking Supergirl's ass, at least in the second round. First round, close-ish, maybe a bit more for Supergirl, but close. Third round, same thing, very close, not much landed, maybe a bit better for Supergirl. Um, but in the second round, Vandrayeva just slid up Supergirl. Sloppy, sloppy technique, like lots of rounding, just rounding hooks and stuff like not great technique there by Vandrayeva, but she was crowding Supergirl with those punches and some of them were landing and Supergirl's face was smashed in and for some reason the judges, two of the three judges gave it to Supergirl. Like what? 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 Like this just, this just always shows that one championship can't be taken serious because of results like that. It's just insane. Um, the one championship brass, Chatri Sityotong and so on, they already announced a rematch uh, as soon as possible, which is nice, I guess, for like a narrative for PR. But let's be honest, this should not be a loss on uh, Vandrayeva's resume. And I'm in Thailand. I'm a Thailand. I'm a fan of Thai fighters, but this was ridiculous. Um, we then had James Nakashima versus Saigiri Isakamaev, like the protege or one of the proteges of, of Khabib Nurmagomedov. It was all about Khabib, and Khabib couldn't be there because he contracted COVID, so he stayed in the hotel in Singapore, so he wasn't there. So I guess one championship was really sad not being able to show Khabib on TV. First question after Saigiri, who is like. 20 kilos heavier and 16 centimeter reach advantage of, over James Nakashima. Didn't look great in round one. Uh, James Nakashima striking looked pretty crisp in round one. Round two, and at the end of round one, Saigit took him down, and round two, Saigit just dove for the takedown right away and just, just mauled him and then submitted James Nakashima in the second round. But again, he was so much bigger, so much longer. Um, first question after he won Hey, what do you think Khabib thinks about it? One championship is so desperate for, for the cloud. Come on, guys. He just won his first professional match for one. You ask him about Khabib. Like, what the hell, man? Mitch Chilson? What the hell? Not cool. Not cool. Like, this. See, I, I want that one championship is successful, but this cloud chasing is just always so annoying. Um, we then had a catchweight Muay Thai bout between Samapet and Tawanchai. Tawanchai, um, who didn't who didn't make weight, so that's why it was a catchweight fight. Uh, two friends in Thailand here, two Muay Thai superstars, Tavantai, the bigger one, the taller one, heavier one, and man, Tavantai went out there and just destroyed Samapatch. First round, landed some nice combos, set down Samapatch, and then that was it. Like, fantastic um, display of skills by Tavantai, and I can't wait for him to eventually face um, face off maybe Nong-O even uh, in the 65-kilogram, but for now in the 70-kilogram uh, division, go for, for the belt again. So, see, I'm not always hating at one championship. That was a, that was a great fight. Tawan Chai did well, so congratulations there. Well done, and can't wait to see what's next for him. And then we had the main event, Xiongqing Nang versus Ayaka Miura. Ayaka Miura before said, like, uh, Nan is fighting boring. She's not wrong. Like, it's just, like, boxing, always staying on the outside. It's not exciting. So it's up to Ayaka Miura to make this exciting. And, oh, my God, she did not do that. For someone who says that the opponent fights boring and then coming up with a game plan of, <laughs> pardon me, 
pressing the champ against the cage, trying to take her down. But of course, the champ knows that he tried to take her down. So she worked on her, on, on her stuffing game, so to speak. And then Zhang Jinan just stuffed it all the time. like. And then Miura just tried to clinch her and then Zhang Jinan pushed her off. And then the same thing again. What was that game plan? Yayaka Miura knows what Zhang Jinan does. Like, oh my God. And you complain about the champ being boring. This was a boring ass main event. Five rounds of boredom. Uh, the commentary tried to talk it up like, like great def defense by Zhong Cheng Nan and like dominant victory. Dominant because she didn't do anything. Like Miura had a terrible game plan. She had like one idea. This one idea did not work out. This one plan didn't work. And then she was shut down. Ridiculous. Ah, so mad. So mad at that. Um, anyway, yeah, so my favorite was, of course, as Hammer Petro's Taman Chai, even though it was very short. The other fights were fun to watch, except except the main event. It was just like really boring. Sorry. Um, we preview the next event then uh, next Monday, of course. Let's talk a little bit about UFC. And we had UFC Qatar versus Chikatse, of course. We all saw what happened. So let's start with the main event. Uh, Kevin Cater just um, demolished Giga Chikatse, which was great because Giga Chikatse was such just so unbearable before with his trash talking and i followed the guy on ig like at knockout cancer i like i like the handle so yeah man you go but that was just unnecessary trash talk and clearly didn't pay off so kelvin cater with a fantastic performance what's next for kelvin cater probably in the mix right away again uh, chikatsu needs to rebuild a little bit and maybe go for another top 10 guy first before he jumps back into like the top five or so, I believe. Um, we had in a comment, we had Jake Collier just taking out Jay Sherman, predicted that. Um, first round submission for Jake Collier just used the moment very well. Um, the guy with the lesser terrible nickname won, congratulations. Um, uh, we had Brandon Royal versus Rogerio Bontorin. Um, it was the skills of Royal versus the strength of Bontorin. Bontorin grounded him for a bit, but eventually uh, Royal edged it out, split decision, victory. I agree with that. I mean, Rogerio Bontorin had him on the ground for a while, but uh, at the end, Royal wiggled himself out, dom found himself in dominant, dominant position. So that, that's fine. Um, yeah, so he says he's going to wait for the loser of uh, Figueredo versus Moreno, and then let's see if he can get this one done. Uh, we also had Caitlin Tukagian versus Jennifer Maya, shut down, shut out for Tukagian, kind of not boring, but like I said before, also I predicted this, fundamentals, fundamentals win the match for Caitlin Tukagian, um, who hasn't been re-signed yet for some reason, even though she's the clear-cut number two, so I wonder what's the hold-up there, but yeah, so congratulations, Caitlin Tukagian, Jennifer Maya, back to the drawing board. We had Dakota Bush versus Vyacheslav Borshev, Borshev is uh, Slava Claus, um, Dakota Bush came out swinging, nice high kicks and so on but eventually uh, Vyacheslav Borsha was able just to land a liver shot and then take this thing home so congratulations there but Dakota Bush looked good for 3 minutes and 40 seconds at 3.47 he got hit with a liver shot and then that was it alright um, that was fun so let's look at what happens this coming week and I'm talking that fast because I feel that I'm going to cuff again so I'm going to try to be that faster this week a little bit next week more more breakdowns more details I promise um, so main, main event of course is Francis Ngannou with a serial gun and I find it a bit interesting to see like how 
how little respect Francis Ngannou gets, not only from the UFC, of course, that's already documented, but also like in predictions and so on. Everybody's talking about like how Cyril Gan will take apart a uh, Francis Ngannou. And yeah, will he? I mean, yeah, of course, he looked great against Lewis, but uh, that's it. Ngannou fought steeper. Uh, just saying. I think Ngannou has taken out more impressive opponents than Cyril Gan so far. And just saying. Like Francis Ngannou has 90 seconds to get it done, otherwise Cyril Gunn is going to take him apart. I'm not sure. Of course, it would seem like it. And Gunn hasn't shown any weakness so far, but don't count out the champ. So I'm, of course, you if you, if you look at the styles, you think like, yeah, Gunn can stay the outside, blah, blah, take him, take him apart and so on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But don't don't underestimate Francis. If Francis got so much better in this last fight, his coaches are smart too. He's got a smart camp too, I guess. So um, don't just count him out. A cool main event, Brandon Moreno is a Davis and Figueredo. How can you not root for Brandon Moreno? Even so, if Figgy wins, we get another rematch and I wouldn't be mad at that because the first two matches were fire. But, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, how can you not root for Brandon Moreno though, right? Uh, with all that goes into it, though, like Figueredo now training with uh, Sehudo and so on, I mean, he's going to come up with like some crazy plan, I guess. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we then have also Michel Pereira back at it. I thought he should be back at the last card. So back now here. Um, going to be fun against Andre Fialo. Uh, Pereira last time looked way more composed than in his fights before, so if he continues that one, that's going to be fun. And we also have Cody Stamen uh, taking on Said Nurmagomedov. And don't let the na last name uh, fool you, Said Nurmagomedov, actually a pretty good striker. So this should be quite lots of, uh, lots of fun, I believe, in, in my opinion. One fighter that I'm also looking forward to on the prelims is Ilya Tuporia versus Charles Chaudain. Um, Tuporia looked also, in his wins, he looked really, he looked re really good. And he's a huge favorite here, I believe, if I, if I read the, if I read the bets right here. I'm not a betting man, um, but minus means favorite, right? I think. Uh, Charles Chaudain, then the underdog. So uh, this, this should be fun. Um, they, Because Charles, Charles Chaudain also always has the possibility to mix things up, of course. So I'm looking forward to this fight as well. All right, that's it. I'm going to uh, start coughing again in just a second. So I'll end it here. This, in the short one, I promise, more detailed uh, breakdowns. Not of the fights necessarily, I mean, as well. But that's what you have all those established ones for. But <coughs> pardon me. Also looking at storylines, what, uh, what storylines are coming out of. You'll see 270 and so on. So I think there will be a lot of us for a lot for us to discuss. Uh, I'll be healthy again by then, and I'm looking forward to dissecting the storylines that come out of UFC 270. Until then, as always, take care, stay safe, keep your guard up, and I'll see you then. Salut.